Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Many people with hyperthyroidism experience tachycardia, which is an elevated resting heart rate. In fact, an elevated resting heart rate was a major clue that I had hyperthyroidism as prior to being diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and eventually Graves' disease in 2008, I took my blood pressure at a Sam's Club and while my blood pressure was normal, my heart rate was elevated. However, while in most people with hyperthyroidism, the elevated thyroid hormone levels are responsible for the tachycardia, sometimes there could be other causes or contributing factors. For example, a virus can trigger Graves' disease or subacute thyroiditis, and the virus can also be a factor in the elevated heart rate. And there can be other factors, so I decided to create this episode where I discuss some of the different causes of tachycardia, the risks of unmanaged tachycardia, and I'll also discuss what you can do to address it. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome back to the Save My Thyroid podcast. This is Dr. Eric Osansky, and in this episode, I'm going to discuss the relationship between tachycardia and hyperthyroidism. So let's go ahead and start by discussing what is tachycardia. So most sources consider a resting heart rate over 100 beats per minute as being tachycardia. I personally prefer to see the resting heart rate less than 80 beats per minute, and I would be concerned with a resting heart rate of 90 beats per minute or greater. And ideally, you want a resting heart rate in the 50s or 60s, so for those in a good state of health, 50s or 60s, although even a low 70s is still acceptable. And a lower resting heart rate usually indicates a higher level of cardiovascular fitness. So now I'd like to discuss the different types of tachycardia. So there's three types. So type number one that I will be discussing is atrial or supraventricular tachycardia. And this involves an irregular heart rhythm, also known as an arrhythmia, and this starts in the upper chambers of the heart. The second type of tachycardia is what's called sinus tachycardia. And so this is a regular cardiac rhythm in which the heart beats faster than normal and results in an increase in cardiac output. And this is the type of tachycardia most commonly associated with hyperthyroidism. And the third type is called ventricular tachycardia. And this involves an arrhythmia that starts in the lower chambers of the heart. So let's go ahead and discuss some of the common causes of tachycardia. So hyperthyroidism is definitely a common cause of tachycardia, especially in my patient base, since many of my patients have hyperthyroidism. So whether someone has Graves' disease or toxic multinodular goiter or subacute thyroiditis, most of these people will have an elevated resting heart rate. But there can be other causes of tachycardia, even in people with hyperthyroidism. I do have patients where, of course, the elevated thyroid hormone level is responsible for the tachycardia, but sometimes 
the thyroid hormone levels normalize, maybe because they're taking methimazole or bugleweed, yet they're still experiencing tachycardia. So it could be related to some of these other causes I'm about to discuss. So cortisol, elevated cortisol levels, which is common. Now, some people have low cortisol levels, which was the case with me when I dealt with Graves' disease, but a lot of my patients have high cortisol levels, and this can cause tachycardia. Hypoglycemia, which is also common, so this can also result in an elevated resting heart rate. Dehydration, so not drinking enough water. Hyperkalemia, which is elevated potassium levels, so this can cause an elevated resting heart rate. Low magnesium, so being deficient in magnesium could also cause tachycardia. Hypocalcemia, which is low calcium, so being deficient in calcium as well can cause tachycardia. Certain infections can cause tachycardia. Viral infections, different types of bacterial infections. Anemia, so having anemia can cause an elevated resting heart rate. Caffeine could definitely cause tachycardia. Pregnancy can result in tachycardia, hypoxia. And then there's something called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome or POTS. And so this is a condition involving the autonomic nervous system and it's characterized by symptoms of lightheadedness, fatigue, palpitations, sleep disturbances, cognitive impairments, as well as brain fog. And it involves an increase in heart rate when upright, even though the blood pressure remains normal. And then certain medications can cause an elevated resting heart rate. Examples include albuterol, amphetamines, antihistamines, clozapine, dobutamine, ephedrine, levothyroxine. If if you take too much, so if someone has Hashimoto's and they're taking a normal amount of thyroid hormone replacement, then um, that shouldn't cause tachycardia. But if someone is taking higher amounts of levothyroxine or desiccated thyroid hormone, that definitely can cause tachycardia. Theophylline, tricyclic antidepressants can also cause tachycardia. I'd like to now discuss some potential consequences of unmanaged tachycardia. So one potential consequence is myocardial ischemia. There's also low blood pressure, low cardiac output, peripheral hypoperfusion, which is reduced amount of blood flow, tachycardia-mediated cardiomyopathy, And in rare cases, cardiac arrest and even death when that resting heart rate becomes extremely high for especially a prolonged period of time. So the good news is that most of these conditions are partially or completely reversible. So now let's discuss the management of tachycardia. From a conventional medical standpoint, many times they will give beta blockers or they might give what's called angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors. And, you know, if someone has hyperthyroidism, typically they'll be given antithyroid medication such as methimazole or PTU, and this will, of course, lower the thyroid hormone levels and most of the time will help greatly with the tachycardia. There's also natural methods. So there's motherwort, which is kind of, it's an herb, and and I think of it as a natural beta blocker focusing on the cardiovascular system and, and can lower that resting heart rate. There's hawthorn, which also focuses on the cardiovascular system. And then there's bugleweed. So bugleweed is an antithyroid herb, and that's what I took when I dealt with Graves' disease, and it definitely helped with my tachycardia. It doesn't work with everyone, so keep that in mind, but it works, I would say, in about 70% of people that take it, so that's an option. 
And of course you want to try to address the cause of tachycardia. So I just mentioned some ways to manage the symptoms. But for example, if someone has hyperthyroidism and they take bugleweed or they take antithyroid medication, while it's important to do this to lower the resting heart rate because you want to be safe, at the same time, hopefully you're doing things to address the cause of the problem. Most endocrinologists will recommend radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery as, a, as their permanent solution. But as you know, I'm going to recommend trying to find the triggers and other underlying imbalances to address the cause of the problem. So management of tachycardia, definitely important, especially if you're I mean, if someone has resting heart rate in triple digits, extremely important to get that down. But while doing that, you want to adjust the cause of the problem. So let's go ahead and summarize this episode. So most sources consider a resting heart rate over 100 beats per minute as being tachycardia. And there are three different types of tachycardia, which I discussed with sinus tachycardia, the most commonly associated with hyperthyroidism. And there are many different causes of tachycardia. And there are risks of unmanaged tachycardia, as I mentioned. And tachycardia can be managed in numerous ways, including by taking beta blockers, antithyroid medication, herbs such as motherwort, hawthorn, as well as bugleweed. But as I mentioned, you always want to try to address the cause of the problem. And in my situation, I deal with a lot of people with hyperthyroidism, of course. So that's, that's my goal is not just to have the person take bugleweed or motherwort if they're taking an herbal approach or I, I do have patients that take the antithyroid medication. Some people take beta blockers, but whatever the situation, you want to always address the cause of the tachycardia. So that's all I want to discuss when it comes to tachycardia. I hope you found this information to be valuable and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. In case if you haven't heard, there's a new virus on the block which can cause tachycardia and other abnormalities of the heart as well as the autonomic nervous system. Of course, it's not really new. As of this recording, it's been around for approximately two years. Either way, in the intro, I mentioned how viruses can cause tachycardia and some viruses and other infections can cause an elevated heart rate even after the hyperthyroidism has been resolved. For example, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease as well as Bartonella in 2018. And since then, I sometimes experience an elevated heart rate at night while sleeping. And I'm guessing it's related to one or both of these stealth infections. And the reason I've come to this conclusion is because sometimes I also experience other strange symptoms which I attribute to these stealth infections. Fortunately, the symptoms aren't extreme, but for some people, infections can result in extreme symptoms, including some dramatic effects on the cardiovascular system. So it's just something to keep in mind as we're all exposed to viruses and many of us have hidden stealth infections in their body and just don't know it. One more thing I want to mention is that although in the presentation I mentioned how tachycardia is defined as a resting heart rate greater than 100 beats per minute, I would be concerned if someone has a resting heart rate that is consistently 90 beats per minute or greater. And of course it would be ideal to see the resting heart rate in the lower 70s and in the 50s or 60s would be even better. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, 
also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatoimmune Supreme, visit savemythyroid.com forward slash liver support.